Electrons? Mostly positrons, that's not right. Electrons? Clear, clearly it didn't <laughs> Electrons and electrons? protons? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Crown Eden's podcast, where we talk about our favorite games, video game news, and just about anything else. My name is Matthew, and as always, I'm here with my best friends, Mercer and Sacco. I'd like to remind everybody that there are no stupid questions, so I'm going to start us off with a question right now. Marissa. Hello. I have a surprise. Is there a surprise that you didn't fuck up the opening? No. Because I'm really impressed. That, that was, okay, here's the thing. So my, my surprise is that I actually have three questions have three for questions. you. I have three, you have three questions. questions. I have three my questions question. for you. My first question. How was my pacing? How was my like pacing? Because I felt like it was weird. I feel like half a drag out super slow. And yeah, it was like, I feel I feel like the rhythm was, I feel like the rhythm was far off. Far normally off. Normally you have like a rhythm. Normally you have like a rhythm. And it differs. And it differs. But it's rough finding that rhythm. That was my first question. My second question. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm great. I would never forget to ask you how you're doing. I know. You threw me for a loop there. I really thought you forgot it. No, no, no. That's why I was like, I was trying to figure out. What, what order, order to, to do, do the three questions, questions in? in. Um, the third, third being, being maybe, maybe the, the most important, important but uh, I'm glad you're doing, doing, you're doing good, good. yeah. yeah. Um, um, and I'm glad, glad my pacing is weird, but uh, okay. okay. I'm glad that, that we got, got the okay, okay for that. Yeah. <laughs> my third my question, question is, Marissa, who's today's guest? Today's guest is a teacher. Um, so you guys have to actually behave yourselves for once. As if that means anything to you. The pressure is so high, yet somehow exactly where it always is. <laughs> always the same. Yeah, no, so we have a teacher, uh, also a gamer, so a, a teacher gamer, not interrelated, I don't think. I don't think uh, she teaches gaming or games while teaching, at least I hope not. But uh, her name is Kara Snowball. Uh, hey, Kara, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I'm very excited. So, of course... Uh, I have three questions for you that we ask all of our guests, and uh, and then we'll get into today's topic, uh, which is very relevant why you're here. But uh, I I will start with uh, the three questions. Uh, so the first one is: How long have you been a gamer yourself? Since about elementary school, I want to say grade like three or four, something like that. Okay. And despite all of that, I still unapologetically play easy mode on almost everything. Oh, me. Matt is so that happy is to hear that. That is me, One and there's no reason why anybody should be saying this. No, 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 I'm not. No, I'm just, that's, that's Matt's internal monologue. Oh, yeah, he is chanting. He like, has something to back him up. Yeah. I, I play stuff on hard modes, too, but I also, like, easy mode is just so nice sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I'm here for a good time, not a hard time, so. There you go. I think you just gave Matt a new like saying. It's my new motto. I'm starting every podcast. I'm no longer asking Marissa how she is. I'm saying, <laughs> welcome to today's podcast. We're here for a good time, not a hard time. <laughs> I love it. All right. I, I, I do love that. So all, all the way since elementary school. Uh, second question. What is the first video game you remember playing? I believe it was Hamtaro. Um, it's based on a Japanese anime where these little hamsters and they were very, very cute. Oh my God. I, so I, I'm sorry, I'm geeking out. I didn't know your answer. Uh, but I used to watch that show all the time. Nice. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was obsessed with that show in Sailor Moon. Like anytime those two came on, it was like an immediate, I have to watch this. I swear nobody ever remembers that show. And I legitimately thought it was like a little bit of a dream that I had and just like manifested into my memory as a real. So that made me really happy. <laughs> I was so sad when they didn't make a fourth one. Because they were just like the easiest games ever to do and just very relaxing. I actually didn't know that it was a game, so that's interesting. I might have to try to like scrounge up a super old copy. I'm sure it's really old by this point. (laughs) It is Game Boy Advance, I think. So good luck. Okay. You know what? I actually still have my Game Boy Advance. So if I can find it, I can play it. So we'll see if that'll work out for me. I'll keep you guys posted on that, that journey. All right. Uh, third question: What is your favorite video game genre? Uh, typically RPGs. If it doesn't have a story, I'm not really interested in it. I might play it for like a day or two, but then there's nothing that I really get hooked on. Okay. Now, now I'm chanting one of us, so I appreciate that. Um, all right. Uh, you know what? I think we're gonna have a lot to talk about in today's topic, so I'm gonna dive right into it. Uh, so today's topic is does video game, or do video games, rather, I'll be grammatically (laughs) correct here, do video games have a place in education? Uh, There's going to be a very short answer, I think, from, I hope all of us, I hope all of us are on the same page of what the short answer is, but the long answer is going to take a little bit more. Uh, So, you know what, who wants to start in this room of just filled with people here? Video games are enjoyable and education is not enjoyable. And therefore, based <laughs> off of that alone, video games should not be. No, nah, it's I am a firm believer that video games have a place in everyday life and everyday life includes education. So I'm going to start. You got you thought I was going somewhere else, didn't you? No, <laughs> not I really I definitely, <laughs> not I, even I definitely thought that <laughs> not, not even you didn't. I don't think you I don't think you uh, fooled anyone there, Matt. Yeah, it's fair. I, I, I couldn't even fool myself. I, I, of course, I agree. Video games have a place in education. I think the way they have a place is where um, varying opinions may may come up. Yeah. And so this is super interesting to me because I and I'm not a teacher. So this is one of the many reasons we brought in Kara. But uh, I'm not a teacher, so I don't actually know how much is being how many how many video games are being used in the classroom and as educational tools. Um, I know like when I was younger, that's actually how I learned how to type. (laughs) And I, I type very well. So I will attribute Mavis Beacon typing. (laughs) What? Mavis Beacon typing. I don't know what it was called. We we had Mavis Beacon typing. There was a I game don't, where we, I don't would, know. we would just see like how many words you can type and like we would all just be sitting in the room and like I, I guarantee you I wasn't learning anything. I was just like, <laughs> how now brown cow? How now brown cow? How now brown cow? No, I, I was the fastest typer in the class. This was grade four. I was the fastest typer in the class. And I know that because every day we would like have little competitions and I was so competitive. And that is how I know how to type. And that's how I know how to type really well and like properly like like everything and I, I I could type so fast when I was younger because of this stupid game and I just think about like if that hadn't been and I'm sure they just I don't even think it was really for a class I think they were just like I don't know do something on the computer and we were all like <laughs> yeah Let's that was just that was your computer lab we just you went to the computer <laughs> lab you typed 
and then you played like the one weird game where like you like there was always that weird like stem game that was like, the one we had was like crazy engineer or something where you had to like take all these little different things and then get a ball from one point to another or something and oh. so there was and there were like fans and there were like little like jumpy pads and there was like a whole so you had to like make this little course and stuff and I don't know that's if what you're we saying had. like you had to do and that's what we had. It was very, very <laughs> yeah. generic. I think, I think you started talking about me's and I's because I've yeah. never heard of any of this. That's what we did at the school I went to. <laughs> Marissa, this so, is slightly off of that and not educational at all. But do you remember playing Neopets when we were in school? <laughs> oh, for sure. A hundred percent. Neopets had like a... It has a hold on a whole generation. I feel like it has to, right? Like a quick, a quick PSA for everybody uh, listening who had a Neopets account. They're hungry. Go feed them. <laughs> <laughs> they're there. They're they're waiting. Don't make me feel bad. They're digital. They're, they're not gone. They're there. Figure out your passwords. They're digital. Remember your first email. <laughs> they're hungry. They're they're hungry. Your Neopets need you. Oh, that's so sad. That's so sad to think about. Um, so like, but like, okay. So I'm gonna start here. Kara, can you tell us? Like, I don't know. Um, is, is there lots of video games being used in school? Is that a thing that they threw to our generation to keep us distracted? What's going on now? I think it's more online kind of games. Like, I think that when we were in school, it was more like let's play Jeopardy on the smart board or something like that. Um, now they're becoming more commonplace. So like, obviously, and again, this is more online than video games per se, but there's like Kahoot, but then there's off brands that in my opinion are a lot better. So there are things like GimKit and there's games like Bookit that are made by like GimKit was made by a high school student who was bored in class one day. And now it's really big and it has like different modes. And I think it's become way, way more commonplace. There is like some actual video games are being used like if you've heard it's a smaller game but if you've heard of what remains of edith finch it is oh yeah yeah Yeah. it's kind of a platformer and i went to a conference in montreal a couple years back and there was an english teacher who was using it so like they would all collectively like go through the game together and he was using it to like teach about trauma and how it worked so I think that it's become like more and more evolved over the years. Well, that's so interesting. So like there's been a couple of video games that I've played that um, like Three Force Home is is a game I talk about lots. But that is a game that is like I want I want teenagers to play that because of the way it deals with. And I don't want to spoil too much about it, but it does deal with like trauma and loss and just general grief in a really interesting and beautiful way. So I I don't know if they would get what they needed specifically out of that game, but it would be so interesting to, I've I've kind of always thought it would be really interesting to show it to people to learn how to deal with that. So that's interesting that that's being done with different games. I I love hearing that. Yeah. Um, Assassin's Creed also, I know, is being used more in social class, like for the, I forget what it's called, but like the education mode where essentially the plot's not there, but you can kind of like use it as a virtual museum. 
Yeah. Uh, you guys can't see it because we're a podcast, but uh, Sacco is grinning from ear to ear because he found out this fact today. He was very excited about it. So... <laughs> Uh, I so I did I did look into it um, actually and so like like the discovery mode and they had it in a couple games, but with uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which was uh, kind of like it took place in like ancient Greece, they expanded the discovery mode and so it's like a, you take a little virtual tour of ancient Greece and they talk about the city and the culture and stuff, and at the end they do a quiz. So it's like a whole thing. You basically like it's a whole lesson in itself. You learn about ancient Greece and you take a quiz at the end and see how well you did. And so I know there, um, the report I read where there are some um, teachers who were using it to teach history um, during the pandemic. They were like, here's a game, play this game, do the quiz, and then that's your, that's your lesson on ancient Greece. And so I thought that was really cool. And like, it makes sense because like, I know Ubisoft takes a lot of time to make sure that like the actual aspects of the city itself, maybe not the plot, obviously, of these Assassin's Creed games. But like the city itself and like the the detail of the buildings and the architecture and the culture is like as as true as they can get it to like historical accuracy and all that. So I thought that was really cool and I'm glad you brought it up. Cause now I'm not the craziest person being like, video games are awesome. <laughs> this is an actual teacher. <laughs> Something about Assassin's Creed though, because you said like they um like they try and keep it historical accurate. I know that every single game, um, they have like people working like with history degrees like they work on the game but um i haven't played the the three newer ones where they go to like egypt uh ancient greece and um uh norway 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 no unity was was like the the three new ones are like more um mythical like in a sense but like the original games like uh, the original first um six at least they they were like as historical as like even the plot was historical like mm-hmm. they tried to make sure that all the historical figures were um wherever they could be in that game like nothing was out of place like if you fact check the game like technically it should have worked um i am not super um well versed in all of all of history so there might be plot holes that i missed but <laughs> playing the games like from my knowledge um like they they were pretty factual, so like I think that's a really good place to start. Be like, hey guys, play this game. Yeah, why not? Well, well, and I like this conversation already because there's there's like specifically educational games. So like when I was growing up, that was like we had I can't even remember what it was called. It was like you can learn or something. It was something like that, and it was like a specific like series of games, and they were. They were based for like certain grade levels. So like I remember playing the kindergarten one before I started kindergarten and it was like it was like you can read. I I think that's what it was called. It was like (laughs) you can read and it would try to teach you how to read. And I was convinced that this video game was going to teach me how to read. Like I told my mom, I was like, I'm going to play this game all day and then I'm going to learn how to read. And I'm sure I remember I remember this like so vividly, like she was like in the kitchen making cookies and she like looked at me and she was like okay <laughs> like, <laughs> whatever you say <laughs> i think your expectations are a little high marissa but i'm gonna let it fly because you want to do something good and productive but i i do i remember playing this game all the time because i wanted to learn how to read and like obviously those games are like they totally have a place in education they just make learning a little bit more fun they make uh, a little bit more accessible and it gives them a little bit 
more interesting like stories to follow and it's it's similar to like books it's just digital in my opinion in that way but i love like even non quote unquote educational games being used in education which is i mean i love hearing that those games have a place because and i was talking about this a little bit earlier today with um Matt and Sacco, but even just talking about how when you have a team-based game or any game where you have to play and coordinate with other people, like those are life skills in and of themselves. And I remember taking like life skills classes and those were the worst classes. Those were so boring. I didn't want to learn life skills by reading a piece of paper that was like, communication is important. <laughs> like how much more fun would that have been if we had been thrown on like a Minecraft server and told to figure out how to build something together or how to build like a city together and survive or we had to share resources like that would have been more interesting and potentially more fun and more productive in the end yeah i remember my sister saying for one of her college classes there's a game i it's not the sims i think it's called second life that they use for it and at some point i want to get the like home edition or whatever you call it the like real life version of Mario Kart and use that to teach physics I think it'd be really fun yeah yeah like that would be so much more fun I I I was a nerd in high school (laughs) but I hated physics like anything that makes physics a little bit more accessible I think is a great tool and I feel like if that that comes from a video game I, I don't see why it couldn't have a place in the classroom um so I have a couple just I'm things are coming to my mind as um everybody's just talking and you're, like you're thinking the, is I'm that thinking the word? I'm thinking there's words that I hear in my brain um sometimes <laughs> and sometimes yeah. the words that I hear make that, sense <laughs> we we call that there thinking that? think yeah what, what it was yeah, thinking. thinking wow thinking I wonder what that's like <laughs> yeah just um, like what you described <laughs> so so the game that you were describing like learn how to read or or you can read um I played a different one it was called clue finders and it was like super, super plot based. I'm using air quotes for our <laughs> listeners. Um, and it was like these kids and their their teacher was like lost in the rainforest. Go save them. And like, I remember like I would go home from school and be like, mom, I want to play the game. She'd be like, no, you can't play video games. I'm like, please, please, please. Like I was begging my mom to give me 30 minutes on the computer. And then I would go on the computer and be like, what's 200 divided by 17? And I'd be like, this is so fun. And I'd be like, I didn't realize that it was math. <laughs> <laughs> like it was it was just so i was fun. playing games I was, I was like i gotta fight the evil monster and it was like what is the if you had to rate like what size was bigger than and it was like you had to figure out the area and like you had to figure out dimensions and it was like it was like clue finders the one that i played was um i think it was like grade three or grade four and uh it was like at, like those games like that you're describing where it's literally just like math but with like a video game aspect i think that's great for like grade school or like Mm -hmm. elementary school depending on what words you want to use to describe children but like younger kids it's like yeah like if if they have to do math anyways like let them sit in front of a computer and and like they're sitting on their computers all day anyways like like most at least in canada most schooling is online right so it's like if they're gonna sit in front of a computer at least make it more fun and then once you go to yeah. the like the later years, like in high school, like drop kids into a Minecraft server and and each kid could have a different 
um, piece of knowledge and the only way they're going to get it is by communicating with each other. Like, great, now you're team building. You know what I mean? Like, the only way they're going to figure out how to do this is, like, subject A has more knowledge and, like, you have to ask him crazy, mind-blowing stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, like, speaking of Minecraft, like, Minecraft has, like, a whole, like, education edition of the game where, like, you go, there's, like, a chemistry pack where you, like, you can, like, create um, different elements. Like, you, you can combine, like, oxygen and nitrogen and then make air and stuff really like cool. that. Like, you can... <laughs> Like you can like there's like actual and there's like lessons plans that you can download as like a teacher. So you can like as a teacher or an educator, you can sign up for this. You get access to all these lesson plans, you download them, but they have language arts, computer science, math, art and design, and history. All within Minecraft, and you can do up to thirty students in one world. Which is basically and the like size of the classroom. Like most classrooms are like, like twenty to thirty most, kids. Most of them. Yeah, right. So like I that I, that's super cool. Like, I mean, that's literally just you're teaching them through Minecraft. Like they can physically see the elements. Yeah. Which really helps them. And I'm looking at screenshots here and like you can see like they show like the nucleus with all the like uh um electrons. Say positrons, but that's not electrons? right. Electrons? Clearly, clearly it didn't teach <laughs> electrons you and electrons. protons. <laughs> uh electrons and protons like around it and stuff. So like it like it looks I mean if I if I learned chemistry with Minecraft, I would have been a lot more better. A, a lot more better. A lot more better. <laughs> My mark would have been a lot more better. I feel like maybe you should play. You can read. Yeah, I think I was gonna say. Um, <laughs> so, but that's what I loved about the you can read games. I I need to look up the name. I'm I'm I I can't. I can't quite remember. I ha I'm sure my parents still have the copy. So I will I will put this on our Instagram so you can have the actual name of this game. But uh, if you're listening, that's at Crown Heathens. But that game, it was actually plot based. Like technically, like I remember the one it was like you went to the circus and then like some evil guy was like trying to take over the circus and you had to fend him off by winning tickets to open up different areas of like the circus. And it was super fun. Like and you that was how you did it. And yeah, it was the same thing, Matt. I was like. I gotta know what rhymes with play because if I don't, then the evil magician is gonna take over the circus, mom. Like, can't I play my <laughs> game? Like, come on. And like, of course, I was very excited at the aspect that I was learning how to read as well because I was very excited about that. So I did know I was learning reading skills and I was very happy about it. But the same thing with you, right? Like, like just sitting there and being like, oh, I have to do this math problem because the world depends on it. Like that, that's such a good thing that it's fun and it doesn't feel like it's work. So there's a game called Big Brain Academy. Okay. So I did have the Wii version of this. Um, and I was like that person in high school who would invite people over to their house uh, Kara, I don't know if I ever did this to you. This is a little side note. I do know Kara from high school, <laughs> but I, I don't Spoilers. know if I ever did this to you, but I literally would invite people over. I'd make them make a me. I'd make them do the like, cause you could like, you had to enroll yourself in the school and then do all the testing. I'd make them go through all the testing just so we could play mini games against each other. And I was so fiercely competitive that I like almost always won because I, I played the game so much too. I was like, and like I had friends who were like, like they were clearly not having fun, and I was like, no, we're playing Big Brain Academy. <laughs> we play Mario Party now. No, do your homework. No. <laughs> <laughs> so they they actually just made a new one. It's called Big Brain Academy Brain versus Brain. It's for the Switch. 
and I haven't gotten it yet, but I'm super excited to play it. And I haven't even been in school for like a really long time. And I'm like, let me get let me get this game. I want to learn. I want to learn things. You nerd. But it's really <laughs> but it's really interesting. So like this is one of the things that I think people don't give mostly parents, like a lot of parents, I'll say, because it sounds like teachers are definitely more invested in the conversation of what gaming can bring to education and totally open to those ideas. Maybe not all of them as a as a holistic whole, but uh, um, I'm I'm gonna say it sounds like they're opening their eyes to it. Where whereas I find that parents they don't tend to give gaming quite the credit that it deserves, in the fact that it can greatly improve like even just digital literacy and technical skills. Uh, the fact that it can advance like communication skills and the need for communication skills, even leadership skills, and I'm not. Definitely not. I just on the record with big asterisks. I'm definitely not suggesting students play Apex in school, but like even playing Apex and having to like have a leader in the party, like even my leadership skills have been improved by just playing Apex with um, two people who might be in this room who yeah. uh, don't know how to take leadership. So I have to. Um, uh, it's not. No, we don't know. To, it's, it's, we don't know how to listen to other people. I was going to say, I'm not the leadership part is fine because we need to listen to the leader and, and communicating what we're doing. You know what I mean? It's like yes. that communication yes. skill where it's like, I'm going to run into this open field and not tell anybody why is nobody coming with me? And I feel <laughs> like I've gotten much better at communicating. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but even, even attention spans and memory capacities, like there's so many ways that video games can improve this. Even um, hand-eye coordination, like that one gets talked about a lot. But even that can be really beneficial and ex exceptionally beneficial, I feel like, for students who maybe can't be as, like, maybe can't get that other places. So they can't get it, like, maybe from physical activity or something like that. Like, if they do have a reason where physical activity is harder or not fun or whatever for them, like, getting those skills from somewhere else and still having any sort of level of that kind of... um activity would would be helpful and so it's just it's really interesting to me that it i just i feel like there's so much that you could do with video games and education um but it, it is it is good to hear i guess that it's starting to be used a lot and not just in educational games even as much fun as those can be i think um another thing too is like i can 100 percent see in the future like games being used all the time and like it not being um kind of frowned upon um for for two reasons the first one being like instead of saying hey we're going to play video games in class and that's how i'm going to teach them the periodic table because like the parents going to hear that and be like no don't play games you should be like i'm going to use a software to teach them the periodic table and i'm sure no parent would be like no don't use software no, you're not allowed and yeah. it's like the software is <laughs> minecraft like so i actually <laughs> software is minecraft i do have something to, to speak about this on so when i was doing research for this episode uh i was um i was googling i was like education and video games and a lot of the search results actually came up with electronic game which i thought was really funny <laughs> because i feel like they had to change the terminology and that's something that happens right like we use a different word for the same thing oh, just sure. so that it's Interactive a little bit program. more Right? Interactive like <laughs> program, interactive learning is a whole word for a video game, but it, it just sounds a little bit better. 
Um, I do want to, I don't know, maybe suggest, I don't really have too much to say about this, but like, think about the implications of like VR and AR into education as well. Like those games making it even more accessible potentially. So that was like the other part of where I was going. It's like, I'm going to be honest right now. I have done zero research on the metaverse (laughs) and I don't really want to get into the metaverse, but like, it seems like we're already talking about moving. I say we as like. As a society. A universal we. (laughs) But it's not really a universal we because I feel like as a collective, we all hate the metaverse. (laughs) Quick, quick grammar lesson. There is something called the universal we. So you're using that correctly. But so my thing is like, I don't think like we, the universal we, I think disagrees with the metaverse because of the way it was prevented. Prevented. Presented. Invented. Presented. Y'all, mean, I'm having a rough by, night. <laughs> I mean, the, the company who made it. <laughs> I think... Do you, I uh, think yeah. do you want... Do you want me to send you that uh, you can read a game? And I think I need to play you can read. <laughs> no, but, but like, we're all kind of going towards, like, a very digital world. Like, kids are learning online. Um, I think the idea of VR is becoming more popular. So it's like, let's all just learn stocks while playing Animal Crossing and interior design while playing The Sims. And like, that's all you need. That's it. Oh, I feel like The Sims is working through a lot of trauma. I feel like that's why you play this. That's not entirely true, but I feel like that's, that's actually a great benefit of playing The Sims. That's a whole side note I'm not going to get into. Uh, Well, before we get too far away from it, talking about the metaverse, I did see a video of like a teacher, I think it was a couple teachers who like had gotten together and literally made a virtual classroom. Like there was a chalkboard and desks and like you could sit at a desk. Very much sounding like Ready Player One. And like, like honestly, like it looked like it too. Like the way they were doing it, like you, it was the, like the second teacher was like acting as a student. And so the first teacher was writing on the chalkboard. And the second teacher was like writing down on a fake piece of paper in the metaverse, but it was like writing down an actual note. And then you were able to save that note as a PDF. And that's actually really cool. That's actually really cool. And so like you were like, and it was like a handwritten note. So like, it, and what the, what he did was he just held a stylus in his hand and wrote on, like wrote on his desk. And so that's that he really could cool. simulate him actually touching paper. And so that it didn't look like garbage because he wasn't like trying to draw in midair. Right. And then the teacher who was teaching just wrote on the wall to like write on the chalkboard. And so like, and it looked like it looked, it worked like it worked. It looked like they were having fun doing it. It looked like, and it was all virtual and it looked like you were in person. Cause like everyone had their full body. Like you weren't just watching a, like someone's head on a webcam. Right. Like, I, I have As, two questions. Okay. My first question, um, <laughs> and I'm going to answer the second question to change the topic real quick because I don't want to know. Do you think the amount of energy required to power their VR setup and run all that is worse for the environment than a single sheet of paper? First of all. Second of all, <laughs> <laughs> um, were their avatars like just them? Yeah. Or like, was anybody like a, a blue alien? No, no, they were... I feel like that could really enhance the learning experience. <laughs> <laughs> but imagine you're teaching Shakespeare and all of a sudden, boom, you're in like you, you are whole... Shakespeare. Yeah, you're Shakespeare, right? Like, I don't, I don't know if that'll make Shakespeare more interesting. Or I less. think it would. 
I think if I learned from Shakespeare himself, I might have paid more attention to him. You're not learning from Shakespeare. Imagine. And students would be very. But if you looked like Shakespeare. (laughs) I I have one better for you. Instead of learning about Romeo and Juliet, you can play the Romeo and Juliet RuneScape level where you had to go and find poison berries and feed them <laughs> to Juliet. There you and go. Romeo was waiting by the... You have to go find Romeo and he's talking to some other chick. And it's like, I learned way more about Romeo and Juliet than in grade nine when my teacher was like, I don't know, read a book or something. <laughs> Dilemmas, you know? Dilemmas. <laughs> I think... Um, I, I, like, I don't know if it's the same everywhere. I know, Marissa, you actually learned instruments in school. Um, but where I went to school, uh, our music class was, like, really not good. Um, specifically, like, when we were doing rhythm, my teacher would, like, bang the desk or, like, clap. And I'm like, this is, this is for time. And it's like, yes, I understand how that could be technically helpful because it's, like, free. Um, and, like, anybody can do it. But then when we actually did instruments, it was just recorders. And like, those are debatably the worst thing to give to like a 10 year old kid because they're just going to run around blowing into it and like making a a ruckus. (laughs) So, so what I was thinking is like, instead of doing that, you can teach rhythm and tempo and time signatures while playing guitar hero or rock band. Like, yes, you're not learning how to play a real instrument, but like you can very much sit down and be like, this is standard time. Like, and you have to click on rhythm. You have to click in. You're following a certain tempo. You're in a time signature. And I think you can learn a lot better um, because you're playing real songs that you already know. And I think that that's one way. Like, that's my first thought. Like, that's where my head's going with education and gaming is like, we need to make the music department better because they always that's... lose their funding first. <laughs> <laughs> so that that is interesting, though, because, yeah, like you said, I I mean, I was in orchestra. Uh, through many years up until I switched schools, which happened very often, and then they didn't have orchestra anymore, so I wasn't I wasn't in that anymore. Um, but yeah, so I I learned the violin and I picked that up in grade four. So like I had a real instrument. I didn't have a recorder. We never had recorders. That was something That's that like, the kids me. younger than us <laughs> got. It was never like I never got it at any of the schools that I I had. Um, attended I, I yeah uh, we had symbols at one point like that was as close I, I played a triangle for a little bit but like that was as close as we got to like just made up made up instruments that's not what I meant to say at all <laughs> the record is not a made up instrument neither is a triangle <laughs> but I meant more of like like just kind of like random instruments that we were given to learn like time signatures that being said I'm not actually sure how much about time signatures and meter and notes you would learn from rock band i do agree that you would get some instincts towards musicality and maybe you could break it down and it could be just a tool that you're using in the classroom so i think that there'd have to be some work there on the teacher and teachers are so you know underworked already that why don't we just give them more to do (laughs) (laughs) i i agree with what you're saying where it's like you like sitting down playing rock band you're not going to know but like comparing it to like my teacher who was like okay this is what like standard time said like this is like four by four it sounds like and they would like and i'm like yeah that's great like if you just if i played a song and you're like okay this song is in is in like fourth notes or like eighth notes i'd be like okay thank you for telling me that let me play it now instead of just like the teacher already just saying that and clapping like i know i know i'm like easier to in in some instances it, it, it might be like hard to uh 
like visualize but like i know like rock band and guitar hero they use the fret like you're you looks like you're playing on like a guitar yeah with frets they use the frets to denote like your your tight your scale and your time yeah, and stuff. yeah and so like if the beats are on like on each fret it's like your standard time and then when they're in between or if they're faster than the standard like time, you could be you're... playing eight notes or six yeah so i mean like, you yeah. could you could break it down that way too and like then you could get your you could get more technical with it but i mean i think that would have to be expanded like so like i love the idea but i feel like that would have to be expanded by like rock band yeah oh, oh for sure like yeah if there was like an education mode but that's actually really but cool. there was like, that like game if they did have a educational mode so, or a educational version like that could be really cool as the implications to music i never played it but there was a game called rock smith where you plugged yeah, in an actual guitar so here's here's the issue with that um sacco is that I you need like to own an actual expensive. guitar yeah but the yeah, but the gonna... school could own a guitar yeah, but yeah, if the school owns a guitar, they can just teach me a guitar. It doesn't have, have to be a good me. guitar. It just has to be a guitar they can plug in. <laughs> All right. I feel like we're talking about a different issue, which is like the accessibility of having video games in schools, which is a whole other topic. Uh, and I'm going to kind of cut us off there just because I feel like that's that's a separate problem. But I get what you're saying, Matt. Like, like I do feel like musicality could be increased by playing rock band, and maybe that is... Um, like a tool that's used or even suggested like, yeah, if you guys have a PlayStation or whatever, think about buying this because this could actually really help them with their musicality and understanding it and stuff like that. Even just that much of it, like being a conversation that was had is really interesting to me. Um, I feel like I have to give props to like Duolingo, which I know some yes. people have like mixed reviews about <laughs> how they learn to speak a language, but like, I actually know somebody who I went to university with and she fully like I'm pretty sure fully speaks French now like she's like fluent because she learned off of Duolingo and like that's impressive. I wish I had that when I was in high school learning French. That would have been so helpful. <laughs> I I agree 100% and like it's technically a video game and it's technically free. Like there's if there's certain um aspects behind it, like there's paywalls that you can like pay to get more lives. I don't know if anybody's ever used Duolingo. I have, uh, yeah. Here. Yeah. Like you get like five tries, like if you, you mess up, more you're like, all right, come stuff. back tomorrow. Yeah. 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 But like again, you we were just talking about accessibility in schools, like just download every every student has a phone pretty much, or the teachers have a computer or a laptop. Download Duolingo. Let's do that together. That's fun. The Duolingo mascot only scares me a little bit. It's fine. <laughs> what do you mean? It's like a. I was gonna say, there's something about or like an aggressive, aggressive. It's an eerie. Like he just educational. Sending <laughs> so notifications like, is like I noticed you didn't come back today. Yeah. Okay. That's you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the notifications are a little much. <laughs> so the the headmaster or the like the guy in like the Wii version of Big Brain Academy, he was also really passive aggressive. Yeah. By the way, so like if you didn't log in for like a week, he'd be like. <laughs> Uh, I noticed you haven't decided to come here for the past seven days. That's really disappointing. <laughs> it was like, like pretty passive aggressive as a child. I was like, I'm sorry. It's not my fault. My, I was busy. My mom wouldn't let me turn on the Wii. <laughs> I was grounded. I was trying to learn, I swear. All right. Uh, really quickly, uh, we do have to move into our last segment of the podcast. Uh, any final words, um, specifically from our guests, potentially, if she has anything to add, or anyone else? 
I guess Matt and Sacco can speak as well. Um, people to follow if you're interested in this topic more. Scott Hebert is really, really big into this. He was one of the people that did. Sacco, you were mentioning that like virtual classroom. He was one of the people that did it. Um, he's also wrote oh, okay. a couple of books about just gaming and classes in general. I think it's called Press Start to Continue. Um, on Twitter as well, there's a hashtag called Game My Class that a bunch of people use or a bunch of teachers use whenever they are talking about how they're gamifying their class or getting ideas. So if you're interested, check those out. Awesome. That was a great plug. That's great resources. I I uh, was going to say how um, instead of teaching economics, we should just play the, the stock market in Animal Crossing. But now I, I just... Listen to what she like said. Follow got... those people. Those people definitely know more than I do. <laughs> so look them up. Did you did you get a little bit outshined there, Matt? It's like maybe, <laughs> maybe the turnips sales aren't as important as I thought. <laughs> definitely check out those links, and like we'll post them uh, on our socials, maybe. Yeah, that's that's an easy promise to make from the person who does not run these socials account. But yes, we will actually post those <laughs> to our socials. Um, you'll find that on our Instagram and Twitter, which quick plug there at Crown Heathens once again. All right, so we are going to move into our last section, which we are going to talk about our recommendations from today's podcast. Uh, that being said, uh, let's start with Matt, who is always eager to talk. I, I again, never going to have one answer because I got to just digest everything that's going on right now um because i want to say like play rock band rock band is fun um it's a fun <laughs> game but it's not really educational um so i think like really what i want to play and i haven't played it but i'm going to recommend it is like that educational mode of minecraft like i want to check that out like i want to i want to learn things in minecraft so that's what i'm gonna you say you have broken so many rules <laughs> every rule not choosing one What's and different? also not choosing a game you've played so how can Never you played... recommend it the educational mode of Minecraft, but other Minecraft is fun. So I'm going to recommend that. Please learn okay. about things. Great. We're going to go to the Sacco <laughs> who will maybe have a better answer. <laughs> um, I, uh, I I personally have not played any of the Assassin's Creed games. Um, Wild. But, I mean, I, I, I played like Brotherhood, I think, once. <laughs> I've played. You guys, I've are, played, you guys uh, are doing great. I've played a lot of the Assassin's Creed games. Assassin's Creed Unity is like a really good replica of like France during the revolution. And like Assassin's Creed Syndicate was very good at showing you um, London during the Industrial Revolution. Like their time periods are fantastic. And like they really do make history fun. Um, so if history is something that you were looking into doing, look at look at this. I'm recommending a game for that, real and not recommendation. That I you, was going to recommend talk about it. Minecraft. <laughs> no, I yeah, but I talked about Minecraft and then you recommended it and now I'm going to recommend that's fair. Never mind. Let's Sacco talk about it. Sacco Play Assassin's Creed. It looks cool. I like ancient Greece and the Romans and all that stuff. So play that game. Marissa. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take over here before you guys say more things. Um, so I'm going to say Big Brain Academy. Uh, I haven't played the new one that's out. But if it it looks like it follows the exact same format as the Wii version, which I did love, and I will be getting the new one um, in the relative future once I collect all the Korox seeds that I have to collect in Breath of the Wild um, due to somebody's New Year's resolution for me. Um, So I I would say that one. I I think it's a good mix of fun and educational, um, very good at 
honing up your math skills as well, which is always my favorite part. Uh, all right. And Kara, we have a couple of questions for you. So if you want to throw out a recommendation of games from today's podcast, go for it. I would also love to hear your recommendation of your favorite game ever, just that you've ever played. Give me two seconds. I'm just finding the one that I'm recommending. Okay. Okay. So the one that I'm recommending is called Elsinore. It is one that is a Shakespeare one. So you are, I'm just finding the write-up that they have the official description for. Sorry, my thing is just taking forever to load. That's okay. All right. So you are Ophelia in Hamlet. So it is essentially a time loop. So spoiler alert if you haven't read Hamlet, but Ophelia dies. In the game, you are (laughs) trying to help her escape the time loop. So you are meeting the characters from the book. And you are trying to interact with them and do different choices to help her stay alive. So that would be my big one. Okay, I'm switching my recommendation to that one. I haven't played it either, but Matt broke that rule. So that sounds amazing. I'm just going to jump. Yeah, I'm switching to that one. I'm checking that game out like as soon as possible. <laughs> like that, that, that is a must play now for me. That's amazing. All right. And then your top recommendation of all time. Like games in general? Just any game. Yeah. Generally. Um... I would have two. So Horizon Zero Dawn is one of my top favorites. Aloy is amazing. And then a small, tiny Excellent indie choice. game that no one's ever heard of called Dragon Age Origins. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've heard of um, you, that, you especially know. on this podcast before. <laughs> never. You know. never. <laughs> is it Dragon no Age? one's ever mentioned it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm familiar, actually, with that small little indie game. One of my faves. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> um, yeah, Dragon Age Origins. I'll second that. I wasn't asked the question, but if you need <laughs> to hear it from me again, this is an amazing game. <laughs> Any final words from anyone here today? Um, don't Games can make learning fun. What he said. <laughs> <laughs> don't skip right. class unless... They're talking about things that aren't video games, in which case, also don't skip class because that's bad. Go to school. But maybe. But maybe. Yeah. Stay in school. Be good. <laughs> do, don't do take good. your advice. My advice is don't take your advice from Matt and Sacco. Uh, maybe take advice from me. Definitely from Kara. Um, which, speaking of, Kara, thank you so much for joining us today. It was awesome to have you on as a guest, and I hope you had fun. Thank you. Yeah. All right, and that brings us to the end of this week's podcast. If you like what you heard, and why wouldn't you, make sure you give us a follow on Twitch. Uh, We are uh, twitch.tv slash crownedheathens on that one. Uh, We appreciate a follow or a sub. Um, Either one is great with us. Uh, We also have social media, so mainly that is TikTok, that is Twitter, and that is Instagram. We are all at crownedheathens on all of those. And other than that, just thank you one more time for listening. and. As always, we'll catch you in the next one.
if I if I learned chemistry with Minecraft, I would have been a lot more better, a, a lot more better. 